This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. <laughs> Eight minutes before eight on the power breakfast. On to more serious matters then, shall we say? Uh, so on Thursday, that's this coming Thursday, the International Court of Justice will hear South Africa's case calling on Israel to immediately end its bombardment of Gaza. Uh, South Africa lodged an urgent application at the International Court of Justice in late December to obtain an order directing Israel to refrain from acts that may constitute genocide under the 1948 Genocide convention to which both countries are signatories let's uh, hear more now we've got uh, uh, on the line legal analyst and uh, former clerk of the constitutional court uh, Tamsang Mamalusi joins us on the line good morning to you and thank you so much for your time thank you Chavisto. all right I'm going to ask you to speak up a little bit I don't know if you're on speaker or if, you, if you're oh, full, if you could just speak more that's a bit better thank you so much yeah. let's start first with the jurisdictional with the issues of jurisdiction of the yeah. ICJ, what kind of matters does it have, and uh, what um, uh, w- w- what uh, gives South Africa or allows South Africa to bring such an application? What is their interest uh, in the matter, and so on? Yeah. So, um, as you said in your opening extract, so both South Africa and uh, Israel are parties to the Genocide Convention. Um, which is the basis that South Africa has brought um, the case before the ICJ. So they are alleging that Israel has violated its obligation, its obligations under the ICJ um, in its uh, military operations in, in Palestine. So that is the legal basis for which South Africa is bringing the claim, because under international law, um, for any country to be bound um, by any convention or treaty, um, it has to be signatory to it. So mm. that is the legal basis for South Africa bringing the claim. With respect to the ICJ's jurisdiction, um, so similar to conventions, so in, in international law, um, a country can only be bound by the jurisdiction of a tribunal or court if it subjects itself to the jurisdiction of that court. So it, with the ICJ, uh, it is established through the United Nations Charter as a principal judicial organ of the UN, and it's primarily there to adjudicate matters that relate to disputes of member states in the UN. Uh, and if you are a member state of the UN, you're automatically subjected to um, the jurisdiction of, um, of the ICJ. So in this case, both South Africa and Israel are parties to the um, are member states of the UN, and so they are both bound by the jurisdiction of uh, the ICJ, in addition to the fact that they both are signatures to the Genocide Convention. And what is it that uh, South Africa actually will be asking the court? What kind of a, what, what kind of a remedy or order are they looking for mm. from the court? Because mm. I'm, I'm particularly interested in this part where they're saying they will be seeking a provisional order. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so the case is really twofold. So the main case, which is the merits of the case, so the relief that South Africa seeks is one, a declaration by the, United, by the ICJ that Israel has violated its obligations under the Genocide Convention, and two, an order by the ICJ that Israel sees committing acts of genocide and that it, that it commits to not commit acts of genocide in the future. And South Africa also seeks reparations on behalf of the 
people of Israel that are situated in Gaza um, flowing from ecosystem. So that's the main application. Mm. But because uh, court processes can take long, uh, and there is show is, is, is arguing that there is an imminent threat um, to um, the people of Palestine, um, that genocidal acts are actually con- are actually being committed, and that if no mm. action is taken immediately to uh, suspend those acts of genocide, the harm that would be done to the people of of Palestine would be irreversible. And so they argue then that an interim measure has to be taken by the ICJ pending the determination of the full application. And the measure that Africa seeks is an immediate suspension of um, the military operations by Israel in Gaza and for Israel to commit not to engage in any further genocidal acts in Gaza pending the determination of the full application. And that's the matter mm. that's going to be heard uh, this week on the 11th and the 12th. So the case on the 12th and 11th is on the interim measures that Africa seeks Mm. Um, and then if South Africa is successful in the interim measures, the main case will be had later on when actually a full-scale liti- um, um, matter mm. uh, hearing on the merits is, is, will, will be had. And then the, the bar that South Africa has to show, the, the standard of proof that they has to show with respect to the interim measures is mm. much lower than when they would have to prove the main, the main uh, case. Here on the interim measures, South Africa merely needs to show that um, the acts that he complains of are capable of falling within the provision of the genocide act, okay. of the genocide provision of mm. convention. So they don't have to actually show that genocide is being committed, but that rather there is a probable case of genocide. So now I see that uh, Israel will be defending itself in this matter yeah. here. How significant is that, in the f- uh, firstly? And secondly, what kind of defense would they be, uh, you know, what kind of, what would they put forward in their own um, defense, particularly given what you're saying about the bar being set so much lower for a provisional yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, order. All they actually, all they can show is that there's no acts of genocide that are, are being committed. So they can actually try to make a case that they haven't committed acts of genocide as defined within the Genocide Convention. And actually one thing really interesting to note is that genocide, um, the crime of genocide under international law is characterized as what's called a use cogent, which means that uh, there is no derogation that is allowed from it. So you can't usually, for example, if you commit a crime, mm. you can argue self-defense, for example, right, um, in respect mm. to, to exonerate yourself from that crime. But you can't make the same argument with respect to genocide because those are peremptory um, 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 rights which cannot be derogated from. So Israel so far has been arguing in the, in, the, in the newspaper that, you know, it has a right to defend itself, it's been defending itself, um, through its operations in Gaza. But for genocide, um, you can't use self-defense um, as a basis for the committing, for committing genocidal acts. So all mm. they can actually try to show is that they haven't committed acts of genocide as defined in the convention. Okay. And uh, in terms of uh, the nature of what uh, ruling here, the fact that they will be defending themselves, obviously they're subjecting themselves <laughs> to the authority mm. of, the, of the court here. Court here. How, uh, I mean, uh, 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 what order is given, how is it enforced, and how are, they, are yeah. we going to ensure compliance from Israel, which has in the past ignored mm. a number of UN resolutions and so forth? Yeah, so that's the other complicated leg of this case, right? So as a starting point, um, every country that is subject to the jurisdiction of the ICJ is, is, um, has an obligation to abide by the decision of the ICJ. 
So should the ICJ find on the interim measures that, you know, there is a probable case of genocide, um, so Israel is, will be, is supposed to comply with the order of the ICJ, which, be, which would be to the effect that they need to start these operations, military operations in Gaza. However, ICJ orders mm. are often very difficult to yeah. enforce. It's not like domestic law where, for example, if you commit, if the court orders you to do something and you don't do it, the court can uh, order your arrest, as we saw with, with uh, the former President Jacob Zuma. Mm. Um, that being said, there is a provision within the ICJ statute that says that if a country does not comply with its obligations under the ICJ order, uh, the aggrieved country can approach the Security Council for recourse. Um, but the issue there, obviously, is that the, the Security Council permanent member states have veto powers over any resolutions of uh, the Security Council. So, and in the past, the U.S. has vetoed virtually all uh, U.N. resolutions that relate to Israel-Palestine um, conflict. Okay. So, mm. we suspect that same thing might happen here. So, if Israel does not comply with the order of the ICJ and South Africa approaches the Security Council mm. for assistance, mm. the U.S. may well veto any assistance that may, may have been provided to South Africa. Indeed. Thank you so much uh, for that. Tamsang Hamalu, season legal analyst yes. and former Concord Clark. I appreciate your time and your insights. No problem, Tony. So thank you. There you go. It's just after 8 o'clock. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.